Welcome to The Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. At the beginning of 2015, Donna Cameron embarked on a year of conscious kindness. She tried to make a mindful and concerted effort to choose kindness, to be kind, think kind thoughts, and respond to unkindness with compassion. She has documented the lessons learned in her blog, A Year of Living Kindly, Adventures in Trying to Live a Life of Kindness. Donna Cameron, thank you so much for talking with me today. How did you come up with the idea of A Year of Living Kindly? Uh, Well, Nicole, I've always really admired kind people. There are some people in whose presence you just feel good. I'm sure you know them, too. Mm-hmm. You're probably one of them. But they're people who just exude kindness and, and grace in everything they do and say. And I wanted to be more like that. Um, for years, I've at the end of each year, I set intentions for for the new year, and I would set an intention of being kind or being kinder. And it's not that I was a bitch or an unkind person or anything <laughs> like that, but... I wasn't always kind, and I think more than anything, I was just oblivious to the need or opportunity for kindness, or I was in too much of a hurry. So my annual resolutions or intentions would just fade the first time I was faced with rudeness or inconvenience or or something that made it hard to be kind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was kind when it was convenient for me, I guess. But after doing this sort of resolution for so many years, at the end of 2014, I thought to myself, I really need to hold my my feet to the fire. So I thought if I made a goal, made the goal a little bit more public and blogged about it to a few friends who might want to follow, um, it would be harder to let the commitment fade. It would be sort of a public failure. <laughs> and uh, with some built-in accountability, maybe I would follow through. And it turns out that's kind of what I needed. So I declared 2015 my year of living kindly and, and blogged about it. And as a result, kindness was just on my radar all the time. It, and it just felt so right. So I spent the year exploring kindness. I'm wondering what that looked like on a day-to-day basis for you. Was it waking up in the morning and and saying, okay, I've got to go do an act of kindness today? Or was it more of just like you say, the, the radar? Um, I guess sort of both. There's theoretical kindness and there's applied kindness or practical kindness. And I tried, I tried really to explore both just to to be aware of how I could be kinder in my day-to-day interactions. And those weren't always big things, as, as I'm sure you've seen. Sometimes it's little things. It's saying good morning. It's holding a door. It's just um, extending yourself a little bit to, to um, acknowledge someone. Um, so, yeah, I did wake up each day thinking, how is kindness going to manifest today? Uh, and then I also spend a lot of time doing some research. I, I, I'm kind of wonky in that I like science and I like research, so I, I studied it. Um, and in recent years, there's really been an abundance of research about kindness, about the benefits in terms of health and wealth and happiness and relationships and, and business success. Um, and as you know from from your own uh, column, uh, there really is research that kindness is contagious, quite mm-hmm. literally contagious, just like a virus. 
Um, but the opposite is also true. Rudeness and incivility are contagious. <laughs> so, so we have a choice of what epidemic we want to, to propagate. And, um, and I, I think more and more of us are trying to choose kindness because we're seeing so much incivility out there. Yeah. My my husband likes to tease me by saying, you know, meanness is conti- contagious too. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I know that, right? That's why we're fighting toward the kindness. And, and exactly, yeah, yeah. So you you seem to combine your life experiences, and then you sit and you 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 put a really neat twist on whatever it is, whatever element of kindness is that you're that you're writing about, and and with the research and all of that, were you already a blogger? Because you're a terrific writer. Was that already something you did? Um, I've always been a writer. Um, I did a lot of writing in my work, and I have have um, written a lot of articles in one book. So writing comes pretty naturally to me. The blogging was new, uh, and it was just really fun. And uh, I didn't ever try to think of, oh, I want hundreds of thousands of people following me. I just kind of thought... I know some friends signed up to follow, so I'm just writing to my friends. Mm-hmm. And additional people have joined um, over the the couple of years I've been blogging, and it's been really fun. One of the benefits that I didn't anticipate but I love is that there's a wonderful community of bloggers, and they're so friendly and so supportive, and so many of them really are serious about kindness, mm-hmm. too, in, in their own way. Everybody approaches it differently, but... It's a very kind community. Um, One of the things when you start a blog, you have a choice of um, when people comment, you can moderate those or you can just um, have them appear and trust that nobody's going to be trolling you or anything. And I made a choice, excuse me, um, just to let the 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 comments appear, and, and people warned me. People who were experienced bloggers said, "Oh, you don't want to do that because the things people say well, it's going to be awful." I have never had one negative comment, one trolling comment, one um, anything that was offensive. I mean, certainly people have different ideas, and we've had really civil, wonderful conversations, but. I think when you put kindness out there, the response is also kind. Mm-hmm. I I have sh- I don't have those comments open on my page for the the whole trolling reason. It's uh-huh. because I ended up getting so much spam. You know, there was did just, you? Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't necessarily you know targeted against me. It was just kind of the way the internet works. It can be a it can be you know a confusing place and. So I'm glad that you had that experience. I'm super happy that you had that experience. Yeah, I guess I've been lucky. Yeah. So you started a year of living kindly in 2015. We are no longer in 2015. So why did you keep going after the year was up? Well, um, and I really hadn't thought it was going to be a a venture for more than a year. Um, But at the end of the year, I realized that being kind isn't something you just do for 12 months and then move on to, well, this year I'm going to learn how to play the clarinet or, as my husband would have loved, I'll learn how to dust and vacuum. But um, it's the path. It's the path I, I feel like I'm walking for the rest of my life. It's kind of the lens I I want to view life through. Mm-hmm. So um, also a lot of the people who were reading the blog encouraged me to continue so I really have have continued, uh, not with the exact 
I was I was very punctual and frequent in my uh, posts during the year, and now they're a little less frequent. Um, but it just felt like um, it wasn't something I could let go of or wanted to let go of. It was it was who I am. And then I also, um, at the encouragement of, of people who were reading the blog, started taking the posts and turning it into a book. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been working on a book of, of the same name, which hopefully I'll see published in the next year. That is super exciting. Yeah. How has your life changed since you began this project? If you looked at Donna 2014 versus Donna now, has something inside of you been rewired? Yes. Yes, it really has. Um, I, I am a kinder person. Um, I'm certainly no paragon, but I'm kinder, and I, I'm more aware of kindness. I'm I'm less oblivious of the just day-to-day situations where I can be kind, where I can extend myself, you know, in big or small ways. And I'm also more aware of seeing kindness and recognizing it around me. Uh, which is just such a such a rewarding thing. Plus, I'm better able to use the skills that I've learned about kindness. Um, you know, like anything, playing the piano, playing tennis, playing golf, whatever. If you want to be good at it, it requires some practice. So, um, you know, I've had an opportunity to practice pausing before responding. Um, I think we all tend to sometimes react in, in a knee-jerk way to rudeness or incivility. And instead, I'm better able to pause and suspend judgment and maybe look for a, a kind interpretation where before I might have um, you know, made up a story about why this person said what they did or acted the way they did. Um, I've been able to let go of keeping score in relationships. Um, and just getting over, I, I think fear is often one of the biggest barriers to kindness. And What do you mean able, by that? Well, you know, I think sometimes people are afraid to put themselves out there, afraid of rejection, um, uh, just not certain what, what their kindness, how it will be responded to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for me, I was, I was always raised, um, by a mother who said, don't do anything to draw attention to yourself. Mm. So, um, sometimes I think there were times when, well, I could have been kind, but you know, that's going to put me out there and people are going to see. So it's easier to just, um, not do anything. And, um, you know, I can get past that stuff now. And I, I think the other barriers to kindness are things like are um, being overwhelmed by time. Uh, you know, we're always rushing from one thing to the next. Right. I learned to sort of look at kindness is really what I'm here for. So if it takes time, that's fine. That's my job. Um, and then just being less oblivious, um, getting over the inertia that, oh, it's just easier to do nothing. And it always feels so good. It's just it's it's something that really reinforces itself because once you've experienced kindness, you want more. Yeah, <laughs> like a healthy addiction. Yeah, it's a good drug. <laughs> yeah. So I want to go back to what your mom said. Don't draw attention to yourself. And 
you know, I kind of battle with that with people because um, I ask people to send me in their stories of the kind acts they've done and how it made them feel or people who have had kindness done to them and, you know, how it showed up just when they most needed it. And so I'm constantly trying to find a good way to explain to people why it's okay to draw attention to yourself in this situation and why more than being okay, why it's imperative that we do. Um, to help spread the message of kindness. Mm-hmm. So what sort of, how did you make peace with that? Well, I, I, I'm not entirely sure that I have. Um, I, I've made peace with it in terms of being much more comfortable um, doing kind things, but I'm still not really comfortable in terms of talking about them and saying, oh, look at me, look what I did today, aren't I wonderful? Um, that's not comfortable. Right. So I would much rather, if I tell a story, tell a story of either a kindness I experienced or um, a story I heard about, and they're just everywhere. There's kindness stories everywhere, as, as you, mm-hmm. you certainly know, too. Um, and, and really rather not um, certainly in my blog or in you know speaking or anything, say this is what I did. So yeah, that is it is hard. But in terms of actually doing it and putting yourself out there, one of the things that I found for me at least was sort of imagining scenarios and then um, almost rehearsing them in my head. It was like if I if I imagine seeing somebody who was being bullied or seeing somebody who was being treated um, treated rudely or unfairly, um, where maybe at one time I would have um, not said anything or not known what to say more than anything, um, I kind of thought, well, how would I want to respond in this position, position and then sort of rehearsed it. And then when it actually happened, and it hasn't happened all that much, but when it did, I knew what to do. So I think it's a matter of being really aware of how you want to respond and what that response might be rather than ha- letting it take you by surprise mm-hmm. and being, um, you know, not, not able to move. That's not, that's not bad advice for just life in general, you know, to well, that's true. think through yeah. things before you, you know, walk the decision out. I like to say to my young children, walk it out in your head. What's going to happen if you do this? Oh, and that's so true. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing to, to talk about with kids because, um, you know, they see bullying daily and they see potential for kindness and unkindness. And if they've seen it modeled or talked about how they might respond, it's so much easier to step in and say, hey, don't do that, or, mm-hmm. you know, let me help. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, just a matter, I think, of anticipating and being who you want to be in, in the mo- that moment. What have you learned about people along this kindness journey? <sighs> Uh, so many people are incredibly kind, um, and uh, I, I think they want to 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 make a kinder world. Uh, I really have seen people who before I didn't even really recognize, you know, 
that they had an opinion about things like this, but they really do step forward for kindness. Um, this, uh, you know, along the same lines, when I started the blog in January of 2015, none of the uh, political mach- uh, shenanigans had had started, <laughs> and it was about mid-year when um, the the primaries and the races started, and the name-calling and mm-hmm. the incivility was just astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we saw some of that incivility spread to to the, you know the roads and the highways and the supermarkets and and everywhere. Uh, but just as much, I think we saw people respond ki- kindly. So I- I'd like to think, because I tend to be an optimist, that on the whole, people are kind and people seek to create a kind world. But being a realist, there are people who who want to take advantage of that and want to say that kindness is is a weakness that they're going to try to exploit. Uh, my hope and and my my belief is that kindness really is a strength and it's gonna it's gonna win out in the end. Yeah, I like to think that people who think kindness is a weakness haven't tried it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes I think maybe all it takes is to experience kindness, to have somebody yeah. you know extend kindness to you and realize. Wow, that's that's what that feels like. Right, right. Those are the people we need to extend the kindness to the most. Mm-hmm. You have a yeah. business background, and um, you you mentioned that there's research that shows how important kindness is in the business world. So, for someone listening who who says, you know, maybe just going out and doing a random act of kindness a day isn't kind of my thing, but I would like to incorporate this into my work life. What sort mm-hmm. of tips do you have for them? Um, well, there's, I think you can start small. You can really start anywhere. Um, it's lovely if kindness comes from the top, but I think anyone in a business can set the tone for kindness, um, and it will spread. Um, the, the research is that one of the, one of the, um, really surprising pieces of research as I read was that uh, employees of kind workplaces are 87% less likely to quit their jobs. Hmm. And, you know, anybody who has a business or or, um, is in a a managerial position knows how expensive it is to replace employees and how, you know, it, it sets everything back, just the whole learning curve and, and, um, replacing an employee. Uh, so if the likelihood of your employees leaving is 87% less if your workplace is kind, that alone, you know, let alone that it, your company's also going to be more profitable and have better customer service and healthier employees and all those other things that have been researched, um, those things just would make it so why wouldn't anyone want to have a kind workplace? Mm-hmm. Um and it doesn't take a lot. It it just takes takes listening to employees. I think it takes some confidence. It also takes curiosity. Um, that was one of the things that I really uh, that was an eye opener for me. How much kindness and curiosity connect. Mm-hmm. Where um, you know instead of assuming if if an employee or someone does something that's 
you know, costs, costs time or money or it's a mistake, instead of berating that person or assuming they're stupid or whatever, um, employ curiosity and say, I wonder what, what, what's behind that? You know, what did they misunderstand? What, what could I have done to avoid, to help avoid that? How can I help them in the future? And as soon as curiosity is involved, um, it seems like things like anger and, and, um, and punitive responses go away. And then um, it also makes the employee feel safer. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's going to attack me. And, and I think, you know, innovation and things like that are, are also encouraged if you have this sort of workplace where um, mistakes aren't, aren't punished so much as approached with curiosity and, um, you know, how can we, what can we do to prevent this from happening again? Yeah. Well, Donna, before we let you go, do you have one funny, awkward, touching story that really stands out from your time of being so intentional about kindness? Um, funny, awkward. Well, well, this was actually a, a little before I started, but it's one of the things that really awakened me to how powerful kindness is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was flying back from Detroit, I think it was, Detroit to Seattle, and it was one of those days when um, everything seemed to be going wrong. The flight was delayed and delayed and delayed, and um, people were getting so grumpy and so angry at the poor um, gate attendant who was doing everything she could. She just, um, you know didn't have the information and people were yelling at her and I just felt so badly for her and um, just I don't know even why I did but I felt impelled once the there was nobody at her uh, desk to go up to her and just say I really admire the way you're handling this and I'm so sorry that people are being rude to you and uh, just want you to know that I, I think you're doing a great job and thank you and I went back and continued reading my book and didn't think any more of it. And then a little while later, she got a call, and I saw her take the phone and talk, and and then she hung up, and she worked on her her computer for a bit, and then she looked up and caught my eye, and she, she crooked her finger for me to come forward, and I did, and she said, I've just been informed that our flight's been canceled, is your final destination Seattle? And I said, yes. And she said, well, here, I've got you a ticket on an American flight down, you know, down a few, few gates down, and you've even got an aisle seat, and it leaves in 15 minutes. Oh. And so, uh, yeah, I was just blown away, and I oh. went, and as I was leaving, I heard her announce to everyone that the flight has been canceled and everybody's going to have to rebook, and these hordes of people descended on her, and... You know, I had been kind just because I felt impelled to. I hadn't anticipated any sort of a return or benefit from it, but that was the power of kindness, Mm. and boy, did I appreciate that. Right, right. Every time we give it out, it comes back to us. I've seen it happen again and again and again. Donna Cameron, you've given us such great tips, pausing, letting go of fear, employing curiosity. Thank you so much for sharing your year of living kindly with us. 
Oh, well, thank you, Nicole. Thanks for inviting me. It's been such a, such fun talking with you. Donna Cameron's kindness also comes in the form of a book she co-authored in which she allows people to tell the transformative stories of their cancer journeys. It's called One Hill, Many Voices, Stories of Hope and Healing. You can follow the lessons of kindness yet to come through Donna's blog at ayearoflivingkindly.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It is produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or NPR One.